0: Hello everyone and welcome to a special secretive episode of Behind the Shield. Uh, We are in overtime because, well, it just so happens that we had a Behind the Shield episode just a few days ago. But there were so many topics, so many hot topics to get to, that we weren't able to do that. So we thought of um, doing a special bonus episode Myself, Marco Estrella, your host, accompanied by my trusty cybersecurity expert panel, Patrick Naun and Bill Strube. Hi guys,
1: how's it going today, everyone?
0: It's going good. Going good. Thanks for doing this. Um, We just had too many, too many topics, too many subjects, and they were interesting. And uh, I think that um, you know our audience will will be glad that we did this this overtime episode. I think. so let's get let's get right into it so Patrick uh we'll start with you this time what is your extra bonus hot topic that you wanted to dis- talk to us about
2: well just before uh talking about the um the bonus hot topic I just wanted to update uh something uh that I discussed at the last uh last uh, BTS concerning Johnson controls
0: right, uh, right I am
2: currently scanning the web and we are November 8th 8th. Thank you. Sorry for that. And I have yet to see Johnson Controls report their Q4 uh, earnings report, um, which is directly related because typically they always um, report November 1st or 2nd. And I have yet to see anything um, as I'm coming into this call. So I'm going to keep investigating uh, to see if I have to uh, update this further. But again, uh, it shows that any uh, hacking or ransomware attacks uh, disrupts organizations in a big way and creating, in some cases, many cases, um, the inability to report on earnings for the shareholders. And it is a publicly traded company, as you we, we all know. So I'm still looking. Did the uh, looking. stock
0: take a hit, uh, Patrick? Do you know? It took a it's hit over the uh, last.
2: What was that? Yeah. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah, it took a hit over the summer, right? It's, if you look at their share price, it's already, you know, reflective of, you know, what happened. Uh Um, You know, they're still a solid company. Mind you, you know, yeah, there's a big setback, but the fundamentals of this company are solid. Um, They took a hit, but the fact that they didn't report earnings now, uh, they didn't take an additional hit because they kind of, said it in advance that they would probably delay uh reporting right so okay so that's what's uh going on so i will keep keep an eye on that um in terms of the the additional overtime topic i had it's actually a topic that was published by graham clueley if you recall graham was one of our uh hot topic uh hosts our panelists sorry uh, a while back, and he has his uh, smashing cybersecurity podcast, which I learn I listen to uh, once in a while, and they have this um, additional layer of humor in their podcast. Really interesting, and 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 they come up with uh, all sorts of uh, interesting stories, and not, not always related to cybersecurity, but uh, very close to it. But I mean, it's always interesting. So he actually reported, uh, and we'll put the link up. Uh, um, for the team, if, if you want to go deep, deep, uh, deeper in this, but uh, it's something that happened to him actually because he was uh, booking using booking.com uh, to book a hotel. He was going to a conference. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially, um, and this is a trend that's been happening, uh, he got a message from the app and an email as well saying that the hotel stay was going to be canceled right so he's you know today it's it's not you know following the pandemic you know hotel rooms are people are traveling it's much harder to get into a hotel room and, and book in advance um so he essentially you know it, it calls upon people's uh worries about not being able you know your, your plane ticket is booked everything is in line and then your hotel just tells you it's been canceled so he he literally um Went on the app, looked at the email. Now, on the email side, he was able to detect that it was it was um, um, ransomware or phishing attack, if you will, not a ransomware yet, but a phishing attack, and it caught his attention because if you look at it, at the app, in which in the app also uh, was requiring was advising him that the hotel room was going to be canceled, and he had to click to to extend the stay or or update payment information, etc. So he uh, he obviously was very weary of 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 what the application was telling him, but like he mentioned, and I'll go you know uh, show talk to you about this later. Uh, turns out that um, it, it's more serious than, than we think. So essentially, he pretty much, and I'm not going to go over the detail, but he 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 opened a ticket with Booking.com and he explained the whole situation, right? The application, the email the phishing attack, the message he got on the application, he validated the sources, et cetera, et cetera. And then he he literally waited to see if booking.com, because it was something happening in real time, if they would issue a statement uh, regarding the, this issue. And he got a statement from them and it stated what he went through. So clearly it was a call that he placed and they, they, they listened to what he had to say and maybe other people as well. So, if you look at the summary in his article, he says the statement they, they put in describing the situation was exactly what he, he experienced. Then they 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 warn people about possible security breaches and tell people that they promptly investigate these alerts. And then his response to that uh, statement was, and this is I'm quoting him: "Well, that's good. Although you didn't manage to protect me on this occasion, I protected myself." So he had to protect himself right with the email and whatnot, because it it was filled. It wasn't filtered. It wasn't captured. It wasn't detected by them. And then they tell you uh, to make, this is them saying to make your personal information uh, to make sure your personal information remains safe and secure. We'd like to inform you about what you can do on your end. What are the best practices? And then his response was great. Let's hear your suggestions. So, obviously, they talk about never sharing login details, uh, having two-factor authentication, uh, someone claiming to be booking.com employee, check your logs, details, information, et cetera, et cetera, do all the homework that we typically have to do. He didn't share any of that at all. You know, being in, in the security field, he, uh, he literally uh, said, you know, in my case, I, 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 it's, it's not an issue. And then they mentioned something like um, if you use your booking.com password to access other similar services, you know, be be mindful of that. He says, I haven't used my booking.com password anywhere else. I use a unique strong password, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the challenge uh, here is that he got the message from the application as well. But the application is sent, the message is sent by booking.com. So when you net it all out, uh, it's one thing receiving a message from from the uh, the actual uh, from an email, but the application and he meant you know, and there and it goes on and on about you know what he was doing and whatnot. But then he concludes by saying, I have other questions that weren't answered. How are fraudsters using booking.com to send out fraudulent messages to guests? Because the only people that have access to any communication through the application, not, not email phishing, but through the application are either booking.com employees or the hotel employees. Your email doesn't answer that. Is there a fraudster working at the hotel? I'm going to be staying in in a few weeks. Who has access to the hotel's booking.com account and can communicate with their clients has the hotels booking.com account been hacked or are there other issues at play here? So what he's saying is that with all the apps that we, we download, our hotel apps, our booking apps, our restaurant apps, when you're actually getting messages from those apps, you trust them by default because they're coming from the app. It's not like an email. And he literally said, he said, he's so funny. That's his humor, right? He says, uh, had I been uh air- had I been uh, in the uh, grocery store buying eggplants, I would have been typically clicking on that application link and I would have been defrauded. So in his usual uh, humor there, I didn't quote him exactly as, as he said, but it's something similar to that. So okay. <laughs> it's, it's an example of how vulnerable we now are with those applications, regardless of your password management, your MFA management, etc. And it's very hard to protect from fraud. So in this specific case, we do not know. And Booking.com did not was not able to explain how that message also came from the application. And in, in that message, there was a, an unauthorized link, which was a phishing link as well. Uh, and he was able to go and analyze that 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 as well. So that's that's what he reported, and uh it still remains unsolved.
1: I, I would have done the same thing, just thinking about it if I was. I, I use a different app. I won't say which one, now not out of fear. But um, using the apps that I have for travel, if uh, if I would have received, like, your hotel's been canceled, I, I probably wouldn't have thought too much about it because I I like to think that I can trust my apps, but obviously not. So that's yeah. that's pretty interesting. Uh, although I, I hearing that story, I do wonder, and I'm not saying for sure, but to me it sounds like the hotel would be the first place to start. Not yeah. uh, not necessarily the uh, the service provider or the app provider.
2: Exactly, you know, maybe someone is uh, is moonlighting, uh, doing that in hotels, sharing credentials or has access, to, or or a hacker that just you know remotely controls or remote access the hotel systems and and launches attacks from there. Yep. Uh, we don't know. So um, so I mean so the message here is, if you do get a an alert or a message from an app. Make sure to you know. Make sure you look at the links that the app is asking you to click. Um, you know, make sure to monitor the situation very closely. I mean, in this case, awareness is key, right? The awareness that because before this, I to your point, uh, Bill, I was not aware that uh, these apps would be compromised this way. Airlines is probably the same, right? Airline apps uh, as well. Everything is on apps today, so it's an additional threat vector we need to be mindful about.
0: Thank you very much, Patrick. If you've just joined the uh, podcast, we are doing a special overtime edition of Behind the Shield. uh, Some hot topics that were left over from the last show. And um, we are just having uh, uh, some fun here today with some of these great stories. Uh, Let's move on to Bill Strube. Bill, uh, you had something about uh, kidnapping. That's a little bit worrisome. Please fill us in. Well, it's it's actually not left over from last
1: week. Uh, it, this just came out a couple of days ago, but it is okay. related. So last week I talked about um, how people are using ChatGPT to create very realistic phishing tools. And, and I discussed how IBM X-Force went through and actually uh, demonstrated some of the capabilities um, this week. Uh, Something caught my eye while looking at dark reading and the, uh, the article is called virtual kidnapping AI tools are enabling IRL or in real life extortion scams. So the, um, the story is um, uh, was reported on CNN. There was a 15 year old that was um, training for a ski race. And I'm not going to go through the full story. If you want to find it, just go to dark reading, but, but basically the, the, the gist is um, by either utilizing um, social media data or other information that was be- that became available, people uh, knew that she was gone. She knew that she was away from her parents, uh, and for so- somehow they got a, a sample of her voice. And the extortionists—I'm going to see if I can find it here because I know that I probably would have hit the. Um, the, uh, the danger button myself, but basically yeah. they sent or called the parents saying, uh, help me, help me. And there was a, a pretty su- substantial threat about uh, what they would do with the girl and how they would dump her off in Mexico if they weren't going to pay the million dollar ransom. Now, Spoiler alert: the girl was fine. But obviously, these were these were folks using uh, AI tools to go ahead and simulate uh, her voice, as well as um, utilizing information that they were able to to take from social media and put it together, and simply try to use this as an extortion scam without actually ever actually you know putting the girl in harm's way. Um, and the the article basically talks about how. If they were smart they could have done a sim swap so they couldn't have actually checked her location or blocked her location information from the parents which is which is how they basically figured out she was fine they contacted her while they were actually trying to deal with these uh these folks that were trying to extort them but uh it it just goes to show you that you know last week we, we talked about one way that ai is being used by folks to uh to take advantage folks as well, we're also seeing how kidnappers or virtual kidnappers uh, could try to extort people in real life to do the same. So it was uh, really more of an add-on um, than it was a new hot topic. But I, it definitely caught my attention. It made me think about uh, some personal components as well. It's a way better uh, effort than what people used to do, saying, "Grandpa, Grandpa, I've been arrested. I'm in jail. Please." Uh, Please send me Sony gift cards or something like that so I can get out things that didn't make sense. Yeah. Enough people fell for that to begin with. But uh, as a parent, I certainly, if I heard my daughter's voice in the background saying, I messed up, help me, help me. Uh, that would tug at my heartstrings and I'd probably pay a lot more attention than um, than someone saying that, Grandpa, I've, I've been arrested. I need your help. Did the article say how they got the voice? Was it, it was social media? I'm going to say social media. They they just said open source. I uh, I didn't actually get uh, a chance to go to the CNN part portion of the article, so that was originally reported by CNN, and then covered by Dark Reading. Uh, and then the uh, the last component of this is, um, is it in two uh, two or three weeks, uh, a couple researchers. Uh, are going to present this at Black Hat Europe, which I believe is December 4th. So it'll be interesting to find a l- out a little bit more and pay attention to some of the articles coming out in December from Black Hat Europe.
0: Well, I guess, should we should we ask uh, Jennifer, our producer, to mod- modulate our voices just so we're safe doing the podcast? I mean, geez. Yeah. We, she we, mentioned it, safe I words mean, are
2: important. <laughs> yeah.
0: We have to... Uh... You have to be careful. We, we, we know the, um, you know, for kids, we, we teach kids and, and not just kids. It goes for everybody to, once you put something on the internet, it can be used against you. It's it's there forever. Well, the voice, here you go. Here, here we are with the voices now and, and with the deep fakes, the faces, you know. So if you're posting videos on TikTok and whatnot, you know, somebody one day will take your face and, and might make you say something. And the video will be even more convincing than just the voice. And Jen's uh, posting right now that all of our
1: voices are being captured and uh, could be used against us down the road. So there thanks. For that. There you go. We appreciate that.
2: <laughs> By the way, uh, I, I did, while Bill was speaking, validate uh, where we're at with Johnson. And, and as I suspected, they still have not published. It says okay. November 9th as an estimated. And that's what they said for November 2nd and 3rd. So it's still an estimated release date. So they're scrambling right now.
0: Yeah, where there's smoke, there's probably wow. fire over there. Um, okay, great. Thank you, Bill. That was good. I like that. Uh, my turn. I wanted to um, to touch on a topic uh, at the last show, uh, which is kind of a gift that keeps on giving. And it's probably appropriate now that we're getting inching closer and closer to Christmas. And uh, I'm, I'm talking about the Octa Breach, or, or the latest Octa Breach anyway. <laughs>
2: um, be because- nice.
0: Yes, I know. And as a matter of fact, full disclosure, as we are Okta Partners, we've been Okta Partners for a long time. Uh, we know a lot of people over there and, um, you know, and, and in the, the I am space, yeah, the identity and access management space, it's been a major player for a long time. So, uh, but, I'm, you know, we're not going to put our heads in the sand and say that it never happened and and not talk about it. I thought it was an interesting topic in the sense that, you um, you know it's up well first of all it's pretty well known it's pretty well documented it's out there it's very public it's it's a bit messy for them right uh and uh if if you'd ask me you know do you would you stop using a product after you know a breach after a single breach and and or I'll put the question to you guys. If some, if if a product that you're using or an application gets breached, do you stop using it right away?
2: Yeah. So thanks for putting us on the spot. I thought you'd answer that question yourself.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take I'll, you off the hook. Oh, Okay,
1: Bill, go ahead. I'll I'll answer that. I uh-huh. think the answer for me would be a single breach. I mean, I still go to Home Depot. I still go to Target. Exactly. I still go to a lot of different locations where uh, where there have been breaches. However, if it's uh, persistent and something I see uh, more and more often, I'm going to certainly start shying away from that particular organization, product, service, whatever it might be.
2: Yeah, over time, I I have to agree because, you know, the good news is that we know they were breached and we know how it happened, right? And and typically, if you're the customer that has not been affected, well, you know that they're going to put all their attention on that breach and all the attention on remediation. So it kind of helps be you know versus not knowing um so to your point but exactly if it's re- repeated well then you start questioning the you know the the the, the efforts and the quality of what the pro- the products are they're building and and the quality of this the the company itself
0: yeah so i really like uh your answer bill saying you know i still go to home depot i still go to target that i mean my my thinking of that was along those lines but a lot of people would stop using Microsoft. You know, can you imagine? Because Microsoft is is prevalent; it's everywhere. Everybody pretty much uses it. Uh, very, very widespread. If we would stop using it after a single breach, I mean, you know, my, what would happen to Microsoft? But and how,
2: how about those hospitals? Yeah, when you start exactly. stop going to the hospital, going to stop going
0: to the hospital, exactly. exactly.
2: Identity being be stolen. I mean, hey, it's a difficult. So if,
0: this particular story reminded me of the, of course, LastPass. And I was a customer of LastPass. And as a matter of fact, just to support what we're saying here is that uh, I stuck with them for the, the first major breach a couple years ago and uh, changed my passwords. Uh, you know, of course, I'm a bit worried. That's where I store my passwords. But then when the second one happened, immediately when there was the news, that was it. That the second time uh, what What's the saying? Um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I yeah, that's
2: it. Exactly.
0: So, you know, last pass, unfortunately, you know, thank you for the years of service, but you're not cutting it right now. So um, I switched to 1Password, which is connected a little bit to this story here um, because I switched to 1Password and the article that I had was um, that one password was affected by the octa breach now i read the article very 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 carefully because uh, you know i jump from last pass come to one password not even a year later i'm going to jump again will i jump ship again are, are password managers even safe that's a topic for another day it's not really the the reason of my hot topic today but um uh the the uh, the, the, the crux of it all is that they were impacted but they didn't lose any uh information no vaults no hashes no passwords were lost uh, but they were uh, impacted but what hurts okta in my eyes is the fact that they uh one password and beyond trust had some saw some suspicious activity and advised uh, okta on september 29th and okta Came forward with the breach on October 20th, which is uh, what? That's 21 days. That's three weeks later. So I find that that's a, that's a bit long. I know that you got to put your your ducks in a row and you got to implement your your you know your incident response plan and and your business continuity plan and get your insurance involved and all that stuff. But meanwhile, the customer in this in this three weeks. We don't we're not being made aware of this so we're not changing our passwords we're not protecting ourselves we're not making any moves to 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 protect ourselves meanwhile the cyber criminals might be in the network they might have our credentials and you know three weeks I mean a lot can be done in those three weeks with my credentials right so that's uh, that's the part that um, leaves a, a bad uh, taste in my mouth um I have a little... A uh, little note here, um, reputational damage. So last pass took a hit. Uh, Okta is, is is taking a hit with the second one. Uh, I don't think there's enough being said about reputational damage. Oftentimes you want to protect the bottom line, the dollars, but uh, what happens? And now we're talking about Johnson Controls. Uh, Patrick, you were just mentioning Johnson Controls and uh, delaying their, their quarterly results more than seven days. So, what's going to happen to their reputation? Is the stock going to take a hit? So, you know, it, it, it's something that sometimes uh, cybersecurity, the CISOs and cybersecurity managers and directors, they fail to to kind of see that that aspect. Sometimes, I find.
2: Yes, uh, but I, I'll have to, if I if I may, uh, Marco, please, please, jump please. in. I think you all, in terms of the stock price conversation. You also have to consider what type of business the client is in.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: If I'm locked on my bread and butter is cybersecurity, I'm going to get beaten up if, yeah. if I'm breached, right? If you're Johnson Controls, what's your core business? Industrial controls, It's 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 physical assets, it's intellectual property, multinational company. Where it may hurt them is in specific, as 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 we discussed last time, govern government contracts, right? Because they're dealing with the DHS, and will that impact their future ability to answer RFPs potentially? But the fundamentals of the companies are, are still solid, right? Um, so it's a it has a mitigating effect when you look at the uh, the actual share price, and a company like that will probably recover, but we'll have to spend. A lot of uh, a lot of money to to get out of it, right? And and that may upset shelters short term, but not long term. I think.
1: Yeah, I yeah. also think that the other component of that, though, Patrick, would be the you know what was stolen, and that we don't know, uh, and how is that data going to be used? Was it something new that they were working on that yeah. uh, that was going to be highly valuable, a, a new piece of IP that could not be be reprodu- reproduced somewhere else in the world, or was it, you know, interesting, but not really meaningful data when it comes to stock perspective? So you,
2: you mentioned a really good point, because if I look at BRP out here, which do build recreational vehicles, they, they had a, a very serious uh, attack and data was exfiltrated and it was literally their plans, R&D plans for all their ATVs and motorcycles and whatnot and, and boats for the next 10 years. Yeah. It's a Chinese hack. And, and you know what I, I have seen and I'm seeing, well, I think it's called CFM. Uh, it's uh, they're a Chinese manufacturer ATVs. And, and you could bet that some of the technology will end up being uh, in those vehicles over the next uh, few years. So you're right. At, at Long term, you could have erosion in the valuation of the company for sure.
1: Yeah, I've seen CF Moto, and I've compared it to other uh, ATVs and UTVs on the market. Without naming names, I'll just say that um, they've done a very good job of uh, at at, uh, possibly just reverse engineering what they physically see into those products. And uh, hopefully that's the extent of it.
0: I want to end with, um, um, I went on on October 10th, the statista.com. So the website names tells you that it's all about statistics. So on October 10th, um, market shares for password managers, gentlemen. Number one, are you with 23.3%? Any guesses on password managers? Number one with 23.3%.
1: I'm going to go with one password.
0: For password managers, like
1: personal? Or... Yeah, password
0: managers, yeah. Okay. Last pass is LastPass, still, still number, number... one followed by one password with 4.5%. So we're talking about an 18-point difference, the market leader and the following company after those two breaches. So after all, maybe what the moral of my hot topic is, there might still be some hope for Okta yet, I guess.
2: I mean, when you look at the... The average person that uses those applications, you know, the consumer, because it's business to consumer for the most for the most part, of course, are exceptions. You know, to what extent do does everyone know about the breach and what happened? I can tell you, my wife didn't, because uh, she had LastPass. She she used it. Uh, she was she years. wasn't aware. No, I told her. I said, uh, "Are you still using using LastPass when it happened?" Mm-hmm. Or a bit after that, and she says, "Yeah, why? What's up?"
0: That's a good uh, a good point. I guess maybe because we were in cybersecurity every day, because we're reading uh, cybersecurity websites and we're we're in touch, we know about it. But the 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 the, the average Joe consumer doesn't know about it. And That's and it's there's
2: knowing about it, like all the CISOs, executives, and boards out there. There's knowing about it, and then there's doing something about it. You know, if if everyone was acting uh, on everything they they know. Like all of the breaches that we see every day, um, more and more clients would be spending money and being more secure, and it's not the case. Our right.
0: producer Jennifer is in my ear right now, saying uh, she uses Bitwarden, but she wants to know what are uh, what's our uh, opinion on which one to use. Any, any? Suggestions I don't know enough on?
2: about. I can't. I can't say. I, I don't know.
0: I do know, um, for having switched uh, not too long ago, that uh, Bitwarden, the one that you've chosen, is uh, highly regarded. And I remember that on that Statista website, I believe it has like one percent of market share. So you so, see, yes. it's it's climbing steadily, but it hasn't been hacked yet. But maybe it's because it hasn't been hacked yet because not enough people use it. Also, who knows, right? It's always okay. the ones that have the largest market share that are the largest, juiciest target. So maybe yeah. that's why LastPass got whacked twice, right?
1: You know, I also like Jen's uh, last note, which is uh, or a sticky note. So yeah. it really yeah. depends upon sticky which notes. password you're talking about.
2: <laughs> or you could always use uh, Excel and put a uh, one password yeah. encrypted password on your Excel spreadsheet with all the passwords you you own. Right? That could. Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, post it under the <laughs> keyboard. Oh no. Please
2: please don't people apologize. listening to the podcast. That was not a recommendation. <laughs>
0: Correct. We, <Don't>. Disclaimer, disclaimer.
2: <laughs> disclaimer, please. Yes. Disregard.
0: Oh, uh, Patrick, uh, Bill, thank you very much. This uh for those of you who just joined, well, we're at the tail end of our overtime uh behind the shield. So um uh, a special episode. We just went th- through three hot topics that didn't make it at our last show. We wanted to share them with you. Um, so we had some AI kidnapping. We had Johnson Controls still not releasing their quarterly results. They're seven days uh, late. And we had uh, the Octa Breach. So this um, special episode will be uh, available wherever you find your podcasts uh, sometime next week. So look out for that. A quick reminder: there will be uh, no behind the shield in December due to the holidays. So we're going to see you all back here, hopefully uh, fully rested, back in January 2024. So, in my name, Patrick, and Bill Stru, thank you very much for joining. And remember, when you're behind the shield, you're ahead of the game. Take care, guys. everyone. Take care. Bye bye.